0: Welcome to Stories from the Heart. I'm your host, Sandra McDevitt. Today, a very charming story about a young boy who prays to St. Anthony for a new suit so he can participate in the Corpus Christi procession. Stay tuned for an ending you will never guess on another Stories from the Heart. If only you knew my Aunt Agatha and the grip that woman held on her coppers, you wouldn't wonder at my looking to St. Anthony for a miracle. Not that I wanted that much. To Agatha, who, as my mother put it, had a fat old stocking, it would have been nothing. But even at that tender age, it had not escaped my notice that people with fat old stockings had them because they were careful never to put as much as a brass farthing astray in this case it was certainly true my aunt had seen that ragged old suit on me day in and day out for the past three years and well she knew it had a big brown patch in the seat that was the living shame and terror of my life with the corpus christi procession coming up the following day this year more than ever i needed to look my best brother enright the new headmaster had decided that the first four in the Christian doctrine examination were to have the honor of carrying the banners. Yet, how could I? In the rags I was wearing. Fifty thousand people, three-quarters of the population of our town, would be lined along the path of the procession, all waiting to sneer at me and my patch. I simply could not face them as I was. So. I was given tuppence for my bus fare and sent on the beggar's errand to my aunts. I should have had more sense, even then, knowing my aunt's hospitality as I did, but a sinking heart will cling to any hope. It was the tuppence that really did it, that and the fact that in a tight corner I had often before been pulled out by St. Anthony, who, in all our family trouble, had played the fifth columnist, Within the gates of heaven, seeing to it that we never went short. This time, though, he would have his work cut out, and twopence was a poor bribe for what I was asking. So down to the church I went, and I left my candle burning in front of his statue, and went on with new heart to Aunt Agatha's. She was alone, scrubbing the kitchen floor. At the sight of her, I suddenly remembered that she was famous in the family for fainting. And the thought scared the wits out of me. What would I do alone in the house with her if she started? And how would I bring her round? Maybe she would never come round. The shock might prove too much, me asking for money. The cheek, the nerve of people. She might even go into hysterics and scream and draw on the neighbors. She might even die of shock. Maybe I was implicating St. Anthony in something he couldn't possibly do. Agatha didn't die, but I wished I did. I can remember how, before she answered me, she picked up the mopping cloth with which she had been scrubbing and wrung it three times until there wasn't a drop left. I might have known what she was planning. Your mother must think I'm made of money, she said. Go back home. Sometimes a thing happens, and at the time it hurts, but later you can look back and laugh at it. This wasn't one of those things. Even still I can remember the slump of realizing for the first time that what mattered to me might not be of the slightest importance to someone else. And the feeling of being utterly alone and helpless that came with it. I hated our poverty and how it had forced me on my knees before someone who knew only how to hurt me for it. And once and for all I realized that nothing, not even saving myself, the shame of tomorrow, was worth selling one's pride for. So that was that. The last hope was gone. With vengeance in my heart, I went back to the church to see what St. Anthony had to say about it. At the statue, a few candles sent up slender ovals of weak white light. For a brief moment, hope resurged. It wasn't Sunday yet. There was still hope. But no, Agatha had refused, and by now the shops were shut. I looked at my candle, and it had gone out. It had been squashed down into a socket by someone else who had a petition to make. No doubt they had got it. I blew hard at this new candle, as its flame shivered as it went out, but afterwards I felt sorry I had done that. It wasn't much use hurrying home, for what could my mother do? All I had to say was that I hadn't got the money, and tomorrow I would simply have to stay away. But how could I? How, out of my own free will, could I keep out of it? Already, all along the road flags and bunting looped across the roadway. At the high altar in Patrick Street, they were raising a giant print of Leonardo's Last Supper. Petals blew like snow across the roadway and piled in a slim ripple against the curb. Already I imagined myself there. I could see myself and hear the whispers of the crowd as I went past. Look, there's Danny McGrath carrying the banner rags or no rags, how could I possibly keep away? Was there nowhere in that great crowd where a poor boy could hide and yet be present, have the honor and glory of it, and yet, when his telltale back was to the crowd, not have the deep, deep stabs that would cut him through? O Lord of the poor, could he be expected to face them as he was? When I got home, the tear smudges were enough to let my mother know the answer I had got. Never mind, child, she consoled me. God won't let us down, nor St. Anthony. We've been in tighter scrapes than this, and it's not Sunday yet. But it's too late, I protested. The shops are shut. Take off that old suit and give it here to me. I looked at her. She sounded so sure of herself that I began to hope "'She might have had a magic wand "'and could really have done something. "'All she did was to roll up her sleeves "'and get out the washtub. "'But it won't do,' I said. "'Washing won't change the color of the patch. "'Never mind about the patch. 1st we'll make it clean "'and think about the patch later. "'Anyway, it's in the behind. "'Why, this should have made it any different, "'I failed to see.' "'I sat on the edge of the table.' And as I sat there watching her, half the care fell away from me because now I no longer felt alone. It was something that came from the strong surge of her arms and the white suds swallowing them. And I thought how wonderful it would be when I grew up and had a job and money of my own and could buy her a new coat and a fox fur and a great mahogany clock for the mantelpiece. I suppose that's how it is that it takes years, really, to make a mother, with litanies of unremembered acts. Before going to bed, I looked down at the clothesline. There it was, hanging out to dry, limp and threadbare. Well, he could try, and I certainly wished him luck, but if St. Anthony could make a decent suit of that, he'd certainly deserve his title. Clean, creased with knife's edge, the ragged ends all cut away in the morning, It hung on a hanger at the end of the bed. My shoes, too, were shining like prize apples, and there was a new pair of socks, the ultimate limit of my mother's Saturday purse. I jumped out and put them on. In the cracked mirror of the wardrobe, I could see I looked fine from the front. Then I pivoted on my heel. Could it possibly be that in my sleep the miracle had been worked? I stood there, seconds with my back to the mirror, afraid to turn around. When at last I did, down went my spirits. There were no such things as miracles. There were too many people who were crippled or blind, who had nothing to eat for God to be worrying about a little boy with a patch in his pants. Soon I was on my way out the doors and making my way to the procession. I had the banner and the cold sweat from my hands made the pole slippery, and I clung as tight as ivy to the wall, with only the front of me showing. Left and right of me, Collins and Darcy, and beyond Collins, English boy Wheeler, all looking as fresh and new, as something still unwrapped from a cellophane packet. I had perhaps five minutes before I was out there. What could possibly happen in five minutes? New suits didn't drop out of heaven any more than pennies. Out in front, Brother Enright surveys us with a critical, almost derisive look. Can it possibly be that he has seen me and is looking my way and looking for a nice, polite way to send me packing? You four, come here. You can leave the banners. You fellows look like shop models. Please understand and let your parents know. I said it. "'that this is a procession in honor of the Blessed Sacrament "'and not a place for vanity. "'There's the cardboard box on the wall beside him. "'He goes over and opens it. "'There is the cover of white tissue paper, "'which comes away with the lid "'and floats down lazily like a puff of smoke. "'Here,' called Brother Enright, "'put these on.' "'I looked at mine, at the long black cassock "'and the starch surplus.' These were all I could lay my hands on in a hurry, Brother Enright was saying. In my last school, I made a rule that all the boys should wear one of these on occasions like this. Next year, please God, we'll do the same here. I shoved my head in and felt the cassock slide down over my clothes like a light, feathery sleep. All that showed of me are the new socks and the shoes that are shining like prized apples. It never hurts to have a fifth columnist inside the gates of heaven. Blessed be God in His angels and in His saints, O Holy St. Anthony, gentlest of saints, your love for God and charity for His creatures made you worthy, one on earth, to possess miraculous powers. Encouraged by this thought, I implore you to obtain for me my request. O gentle and loving St. Anthony, whose heart was ever full of human sympathy, whisper my petition into the ears of the sweet infant Jesus, who loved to be folded in your arms, and the gratitude of my heart will ever be yours. Amen. you for joining us on stories from the heart today's story fifth columnist was written by brian fenton and published in the sign magazine stories from the heart is recorded in the studios of ave maria radio to reach me or for a copy of this or any of my stories email sandra at ave maria radio dot net i'm sandra mcdavitt may god bless the rest of your day Missed a show? Not sure if it came from Ave Maria Radio? Go to AveMariaRadio.net. A list of shows and hosts are there. And if you find the show you're looking for, you can hear the whole thing again by going through the Ave Maria Radio audio archives. For years, we've recorded nearly every show from Ave Maria Radio. Just click on the audio archives message located at the center of our homepage. Now you even have more reasons to become a radioactive Catholic by going to AveMariaRadio.net.